Listener Production. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to The Scorecard. I'm Liam Flanagan, and this is your fast, fun, week-ending hit of sport. Today, Netball Australia delivers the Commonwealth Games its cool runnings moment, the golfing civil war goes legal, and why Cricket Australia's problems could be much bigger than just David Warner. But first... He's been the king of the AFL jungle for almost 18 years, but in 2023... Buddy Franklin could finally become an actual lion. The superstar forward's future has been a hot topic in AFL circles and I can confirm tonight that the Brisbane Lions are currently the front runner to be his club next year. It's my understanding that Franklin has informed the Swans that he won't be playing in Sydney next year. Franklin and his wife Jacinta have a desire to move their family up to Queensland to be closer to family on the Gold Coast, but it's not the Suns where he wants to keep playing. Buddy wants to win more premierships, and he's identified Brisbane as the club most likely to help him achieve that goal. Channel 9's Michael Atkinson dropping a bombshell last night that Buddy is set to say bye-bye to the Harbour City in favour of a move north to join the Lions. Earlier this season, Franklin cemented himself in football folklore when he became just the sixth player in the game's history to kick 1,000 goals and cause scenes at the SCG, the likes of which we have never seen before. The legend becomes immortal. Unlikely to ever happen again. The way modern footies play, might never see a player get close to kicking 1,000 goals, let alone achieve it. This is history being made before our eyes. Franklin's famous nine-year, $10 million deal that saw him leave Hawthorne for Sydney comes to an end at the end of this season, and reports have emerged that Franklin isn't satisfied with the extension he's been offered by the Swans to remain in the red and white next year. And with wife Jacinta being a Queensland native, it seems the Lions might be set to benefit from the Swans' attempts to lowball the big butster. This is their best and final offer. Swan CEO Tom Harley told 3AW Radio that Franklin's move to the Sunshine State was news to him, and while technically no deal can be done until the trade window opens at the end of September, it doesn't seem like the Swans and the Franklins are singing from the same hymn book at the moment. The Commonwealth Games might have just had its cool runnings moment. Feel the rhythm! Feel the ride! Get on up! It's both that time! Now I understand it's not quite of the level of the Jamaican bobsleigh team turning up at the 1988 Winter Olympics, but the Jamaican netball team did create Commonwealth Games history overnight. Six seconds to go here for Jamaica. Into Pueta. What a monumental moment here at the Commonwealth Games. Look at them as they run out onto the court. Jamaica beat Australia for the first time in Games history. The Diamonds were handed their first defeat of the tournament by the tiny Caribbean nation with a population roughly the same population size as Western Australia, with Jamaica defeating Australia for the first time ever in Commonwealth Games history. Led superbly by West Coast Fever goal shooter Janelle Fowler, Jamaica fought back from a six-goal deficit at stages in the final quarter to win 57-55. Where did these guys come from? And the win has significant ramifications for the medal rounds of the netball as well, with Jamaica now sitting undefeated atop Group A with Australia second and now seemingly destined for a semi-final matchup against Group B powerhouses New Zealand or defending Commonwealth champions England. Golf Civil War is about to get legal. Order in the court. 11 golfers who pledged their allegiance to the Rebel Golf to a live golf backed by the deep Saudi pockets have filed a lawsuit against the PGA Tour. The PGA imposed indefinite suspensions on any player who signed to play on the Rebel Tour, 
But now, the group, which includes defending Australian Open champion Matt Jones, are seeking to have their bans lifted so they can compete in next week's PGA Tour FedEx Cup playoff in Memphis. We just want to play. PGA Commissioner Jay Monaghan sent a memo stating that they were confident in their legal grounds to ban the mercenary players and that the players who chose to walk away from the tour are now Saudi Golf League employees who are just looking for a free ride now that the Saudi League is on hiatus. Yep, but this fighting's not going to be done on the greens. It's going to get done in the courtroom. I told you earlier this week about Cricket Australia's plans to attempt to pay David Warner to stay and play in the Big Bash this January and turn his back on the riches on offer in the UAE's newly launched T20 League. But I hope that Cricket Australia didn't spend all their rainy day money, because it's about to get real wet. While Cricket Australia attempts to keep the best and brightest local players and lure big-name international players to Australia to play in the upcoming Big Bash season, the Sydney Morning Herald reports that as many as 15 Australian players have been offered contracts worth up to $700,000 a year to say stuff it and bail to the UAE. Everybody's got a price. Cricket Australia Chief Executive Nick Hockley and Players Union boss Todd Greenberg have reportedly been fielding calls from those players being courted by the Middle Eastern competition. And while Greenberg says he's been heartened by the maturity of the players in the discussion, if this comes down to a question of who's got deeper pockets, I'm afraid the big bash might become the medium bash, which isn't a great name for anything. And that is your Fast Fun week-ending edition of The Scorecard. I'm Liam Flanagan. Enjoy your weekend of sport and I'll catch you Monday. Listener.